Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Coffee and KOs podcast. As you can see, I'm flying solo, kind Look of. Carrie's here. here. Carrie is here. First time he's been here in a while. Um, but like a month, you know, life gets in the way sometimes. It does. We're going to eliminate that next year. And, uh, and so what's going on here is basically moving forward, I'm probably going to be doing a lot of these solo recaps. will still be with Josh. And Kieran, but most of their preview solo. Steve is no longer here. Uh, he was busy, you know. Wanted life, you know. Life wanted, happens. Life happens. So no longer with the with the MMA Stooges, but all is good. I do this all out of fun and enjoyment. Um, so that's why we will be here. You, just, you sound like you're having fun. Man. That, that's me though. This is this is my voice. You know, I'm I am. This is this is the way that I sound. I'm a boring sounding individual. And so those of you that have been listening forever, you know, this is my voice. Those of you that are new, I'm sorry. I don't get very animated. That's I get made fun of for that a lot. I feel like a lot of times people are like, man, can you just sound a little exciting? I was like, this is my excited voice. It, this is what I sound like when I'm excited. I know that's hard to believe. It's also this angry you? voice is happy voice. It's my voice for everything. I'm, I'm very universal. Um, but I hope everyone had a great July 4th. Uh, it was kind of weird, July 4th on a Sunday. I don't know. It just felt odd. Um, but what are you looking at? Nothing. Oh, okay. Uh, J- July 4th was just – it's weird on a on a Sunday. I feel like we celebrated it on Friday. Then I had a wedding on Sunday on the real July 4th. So it was just a very odd, odd uh, day. But Carrie got to set off fireworks and didn't lose a limb. So oh, that's good. Get all my fingers. All his fingers are there. So that's always good. Um, and, uh, yeah, we talked about fireworks. I think fireworks are overrated. Carrie does not agree. No, man. There's so much fun. I tell you what, they're a blast. <laughs> oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. So we ate good food though on Friday. Friday was very nice. Lots of great food. Uh, Blackstone grill, man. Let me tell you. Burgers, hot dogs, but then we had mac and cheese, pierogi, you name it. We probably had it. It was a great, great weekend. We took the week off last week, um, and we're back this week. Also, I just wanted to let everyone know on Wednesday, interview dropping with Ode, Ode Osborne. Make sure you check that out. It was a great time. I think almost an hour he spent with us talking, so it um, was a great time hanging out with him. He's always great uh, on our show, so we, we appreciate the support from him. He'll be uh, back in the Octagon on October or August, August 7th. God, I said October. I'm rushing it already. Um, but yeah, big card coming up this weekend. We get Dustin Connor three. This will be the last time they fight. It's the trilogy. This is the one that, uh, fast and furious it, man. Like no, I I hope not fast and furious, man. Isn't it such like, what a weird turn you go from like cars to just straight action. Like it's one of the biggest, like one eighties you could possibly do not even believable action though with the, with the flying cars and stuff like that well it's like i i haven't watched fast and furious probably since like the fourth one maybe like i haven't watched any of them whichever one paul walker like like when he died yeah right that's the last one i watched whatever yeah i think that was the fourth one it was i don't count tokyo drift no that doesn't count as a fast and furious so like i'm talking like fast one fast two then I think Tokyo Drift happened, and then there was one more. And there was or two Fast movies. and the Furious. Yeah, I think that was the one that he died in, yeah. the Fast and the Furious. So yeah, what a 180 that show has or that movie has taken, and uh, a lot of people are out on those, but a lot of people do still love them. They've made so much money. 
Oh yeah, hundred percent. If you like action, I guess, I guess you can be. I want to see it. Vin Diesel get in the octagon. I don't. No. I don't want to see that. No, I don't. Fine. <laughs> I think that my own promotion. Then I don't know. Like, yeah, he's a big dude, but I don't think he not, can fight. I want to see Jason Statham fight. He those, can really those fight. Do celebrity fight like yeah, all but, these YouTube bullshits are doing. But the thing is, with Jason Statham, is he can actually fight. Like he's actually does all his own stunts and everything. Like he can legit fight. Yeah. Yeah. There's like all these things on. Like he's, I guess, got like I don't know, an actual belt, like blue belt. I don't know what he is, but he he's got <laughs> he's some got sort some of sort belt, of color belt, some belt that he uses to uh, promote the fact that he can fight. Um. So yeah, no, I think that he's a legit badass. The Rock, I mean, is a strong dude, and he was a, or he was a, football player, so he's got to have some sort of athletic ability, obviously. But mm -hmm. as far as fighting, who knows? Um, but speaking of fights, lots of big stuff happened this week, uh, as far as or the last week and a half of fights. The one big one was straight off his victory over Alexander Volkov. Cyril Gan gets booked up against Derek Lewis. So. This was the big news, really, for the last week. Um, everyone, from what we had been told, it was Derek Lewis, Francis Ngannou. That was going to be Francis Ngannou's first title defense, and it didn't happen. Uh, so it's funny because I had actually talked to Chris Dawkins, I think it was three weeks ago already. And when I was talking to him, he's like, yeah, Gone or Lewis and Ngannou is for the bell. And I had heard that that was not set in stone and he was super surprised. And then it comes out a week later that it wasn't set in stone. Francis Ngannou just went back to his hometown and his home country. And so he won't be able to make it back. I think there's still COVID protocols and all that. So he won't be able to make it back. And so the UFC now booked Cyril gone versus Derek Lewis for the interim belt. And now Francis Ngannou is pissed. He feels like he was slapped in the face because, and I, I, feel, I understand where Francis Ngannou is going. As a fan, I like the interim belt because it doesn't leave the heavyweight division at a standstill. So I don't hate it for that reason. But what I do dislike is the way that it seems like Francis is being treated. It's almost like, like this whole time he was number one contender for how long? And it just kept, kept getting pushed off, pushed off, pushed off. And he kept getting you know, kind of screwed over. And then he finally wins the belt. All those years, Stipe was champ. They refused to do an interim belt. And then all of a sudden he gets the belt and he, before he can even make a title defense, it's now he, he there's an interim belt there. Um, so that kind of sucks. I mean, the fight gone Lewis. I mean, listen, I love Derek Lewis. One of my favorite fighters to watch. Obviously, a great fighter to have on the microphone. He's funny. He would sell. You know, if he was champ, he would sell in a second. Um, but it's just Cyril Gone is way too athletic, moves way too well. And let's not forget that Derek Lewis was getting beat on the feet by Curtis Blades. It was when Curtis Blade shot for that blind takedown that when he that is when he got hit with that uppercut and knocked out. Because of that is is why he lost. And then you know, Cyril Gon is a better striker than Curtis Blades. He's he's much more polished. He's very polished for how new he is into his MMA career. He is so polished. The performance he put on against Volkov was masterful. I know people dislike it because he doesn't finish people, but 
the guy is very, very, very good. Um, I, I'm, I'm not going to say I'm super excited for the fight. I mean, like, I think this is the problem. I like Cyril Gaon. As an MMA fan, I like Cyril Gaon. If you are just a fan that enjoys the knockouts from the heavyweight division, you're going to be bored. I think he can put Derek Lewis away, but I would not be surprised if it was another one of those boring technical fights like he fought against Jarzinho Rosenstrike because of Rosenstrike's power. And he sits. Derek Lewis is going to sit by the cage, and Cyril Gaon is just going to bounce in and out, try to pick him apart. And uh, I, I wouldn't be surprised if it's a five-round decision win for uh, Cyril Gaon. And um, it's just like he throws 200 strikes and lands 120 of them. I mean, he's that's just the type of fighter he is. Um, I think that as he evolves, gets a little bit better, I do think that he'll start finishing people. But still so new to the MMA game. He's only 9-0 and now, I think. Like, that's got to be one of the quickest rises for a fighter. Um, you know, you're 9-0 and now. And you are fighting for the belt. You know, most guys fight 20, 30 times before they're fighting for the belt. And here he is, nine fights into his MMA career, fighting for the heavyweight title. Um, again, I feel bad for Francis Ngannou. He'll still be classified as a champ. He's just going to fight the winner of this. Won't have the choice of his first opponent. Um, which then also puts to rest John Jones coming and fighting this year uh that that's been put on the back burner i think that we won't see john jones until 2022 so that kind of puts all that to rest as well for a little while because you figure this fight happens i don't know when it was pegged for i think august i think end of august that fight is pegged for so um you know you're talking earliest francis is fighting is probably december um so i'm thinking we won't see john jones till middle 2022 which sucks but I feel like most of us kind of had that had that planned. I give if we're talking grades here, um, I guess I, I give that fight a three, three and a half. I really don't think it's going to be all that exciting. Um, but you know, whenever you get the heavyweights in there, who knows? And I do really like Cyril Gunn. I really think that he is the most technical heavyweight in the division. I mean, Alexander Volkov is no slouch, and he picked him apart for five rounds. Derek Lewis will have his his day cut out for him, and he has literally got a puncher's chance. And I hate saying that. I do love Derek Lewis, but um, that's that's going to be a, a really tough fight. Um, just three other matchups here that were booked that I just want to touch on really quick, and then we'll get into UFC 264. Um, Carlos Diego Ferreira versus Grant Dawson. Uh, Grant Dawson, obviously friend of the show, has been on the show twice now, him and his girlfriend, L. And uh, first off, I love this fight for Grant. Um, a huge step up in competition for him. Diego Ferreira is no slouch. That man can do everything. His fight against Benil Dariush was very good. I know he lost, but it was good. Um, I don't know who he fought his last time out. I know he lost. Uh, I think it was Gillespie, maybe. Uh, but don't don't mark my word on that. I'm not 100% sure. But um, so... I. I think that it's going to be a really tough fight for Grant. Um, I'm pulling for Grant in this one. I want him to win the fight. Uh, the thing that scares me a little bit is Diego can not only wrestle, but he is a very he's a pretty good striker as well. Uh, I think Grant, obviously, he has the wrestling pedigree. He's got the the ground game. Um, it's the striking that I want to see Grant kind of evolve in. And and he's at a great gym with James Krause, so I think he can do it. And I, I think that. It's not out of the realm that he wins this fight, 
it's just going to be a tough fight, but I think he'll get it done. Uh, I'm really looking forward to that. Obviously, we're pro-glory, so we're hoping that uh, every glory guy comes away with the win. Um, the next one, though, I'm super excited about. This is this is my favorite fight that's been announced, and people will probably disagree with me, but Paul Craig gets a huge jump up in competition against Alexander Gustafson. Um, Gustafson hasn't fought since his heavyweight debut where he lost by sub to Fabricio Verdum after Verdum was out for, I think it was two years or some shit like that. Uh, and Paul Craig coming off a great performance against Jamal Hill, where he literally snapped his arm in half, uh, which was pretty crazy. Paul Craig is an animal. Like this guy, he's got power on it in his hands enough to, so that you can't, you know, he's not a complete slouch on the feet, but his ground game is just sick. Like he is beyond good on the ground. Gustafson, not the same, you know, he hasn't really been the same since he's lost that second fight to John Jones. He, he will have the, the advantage on the feet. Um, he will, I don't know if he'll be the bigger guy. I, I'm not really sure. I mean, Gustafson's obviously fought the better competition, but Paul Craig has fought some decent competition as well. Um, I love this fight. I think that if Paul Craig gets it to the ground, he can get the win by sub and that'll be a huge name to put on his resume. Um, if he loses though, can't hang your hat. I love this fight. Um, and I love it as a bounce back for Gustafson because Paul Craig is on a hot streak right now. If he comes back and he wins, which everyone thought he was retired, he kind of came out of retirement for this. Um, if he can put up a good performance and beat Paul Craig, I'm not even saying finish him, but put on a really good performance after this long layoff, I, he kind of reinserts himself back into uh, you know good graces with the UFC and in that division at, at 205. So really looking forward to that one. And then the last other fight that I had um, on my list here was Jonathan Martinez versus Nathaniel Wood. Love that fight. I think uh, Jonathan Martinez, exciting, coming off. He lost uh, by knockout to Davy Grant, where he got hit with a hell of a left hand by Davy Grant and put out cold. Nathaniel Wood, kind of that prospect that the UFC, I feel like, has been talking about for a while, trying to push, and it kind of hasn't materialized. He's like had a, an okay win, some good performances. But lately, it seems like he's starting to, to come on here and really start figuring it out. So I'm really looking forward to that fight. I think that fight will be... Really, really good on the feet um, and should be a really good war. So that is the announcements for uh, that we've had over the last week and a half. There were some other ones like Roxanne Monteferi is fighting Tatiana Suarez. Tatiana Suarez's first time back in years. She's finally cleared. So people consider her the, Khab the Khabib of women's wrestling, uh, of women's MMA. So, you know, if she can stay healthy, that is going to be, I think, an easy win for her. Um, so that was another one that, that was announced. But on to UFC 264, Conor McGregor, Dustin Poirier, three this Saturday. I'm a little pissed, Carrie. Our games on Saturday are really late. Those of you that listen to the show know I'm a baseball coach and we tournament baseball, and uh, our games are at four and six. So we will be missing. We won't miss the I main mean, card, we'll, yeah. but we'll oh, miss. Oh, yeah, main card doesn't start till 10. So we'll be getting home at We'll probably be getting home about 9.30. Nice. We'll take a quick nap, then we watch the main card. But it sucks because this card, honestly, the the under the prelims, I'm kind of more excited about than the main card outside of uh, Poirier McGregor. I mean, obviously, Gilbert Burns, Stephen Thompson's a great fight. 
I hate Greg Hardy, so I I hope Tai Tuivasa flatlines him. You have Sean O'Malley, who that fight is just I'm like not that pumped about that. Uh, now that he's fighting this nine and four dude from a regional scene, Max Griffin's back, Nico Price is back, uh, Trevin Giles is back, Ryan Hall, Ilya Tapuria. We're actually going to see Ryan Hall fight, which is freaking unbelievable because no one would have thought that guys always hurt or are missing fights. But one of the more unique individuals to fight, but fighting Ilya Taporia, who is a great ground specialist, but now has knockout power. So that fight is going to be crazy. Uh, you got uh, Zuma Gula versus Jerome Rivera, which I thought Jerome Rivera got cut. So I'm pretty surprised he's back there. Amari Akhmedov, Brad Tavares. I mean, there's just so many good fights on this card. So I'm a little upset that, that I'm going to miss some of it. Maybe I'll have it play in the background while we're... Uh, while we're out there coaching, so I can at least listen to it and see what's happening. I, mean, I can watch it. I'll be on the bench. Yeah, that's fine. And just let me know what happens. Yeah, I'll watch I'll a little do, bit. Uh, I'll give you signs. Yeah, that, that works. Um, but no, yeah, I'm going to pull up ESPN here so I know what the main card entails. I believe it starts with Sean O'Malley, but I don't want to don't want to steer anyone in the wrong direction. I know that people so tend ESPN has Sean O'Malley first. O'Malley Latino. Yep. That's what I figured. I figured he would. They're not going to put Sean O'Malley on the prelims. Um, yeah. So my fight to. So if I'm looking at the 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 prelims, um, my fight to watch for for this card is going to be Nico Price, Michelle Pereira. I mean, I love personally Ryan Hall, Ilya Taporia, but maybe for the casual fan, that's not really one they're excited about. I think Nico Price and Michelle Pereira is going to be an absolute banger of a fight. So I would watch that one. Michelle Pereira does all this crazy shit jumping off the cage. And Nico Price, also crazy powerful dude, knocked out Randy Brown from his back. He was on his back and just hammer fist Randy Brown until he knocked him out cold. So that's uh, a, a pretty good fight. Should be absolute fireworks. I would say that would be circle that one as potential fight of the night. I think that fight is great. Nico Price is typically not in any bad fights. Almost all his fights are exciting. So Circle that one. It's going to be good. But we move to the main card here. And starting us off is Sean O'Malley and Chris Mutu, Mutinho. Mutino. Mutino. And uh, listen, I, I, I had this down in my notes. And I don't like Sean O'Malley as a person. I think he's, I think he's you know, kind of a douche. Uh, doesn't, you know, seem like the nicest guy. Arrogant. Whatever. Like, it, it is what it is. His fight style, I love. I will watch Sean O'Malley fight every time. I think that his fight style is good. I think he's unique. Um, I think he's he's tech, he's a technical strike. He's very good, but he's also packs insane power for 135. He loves the walk-off KO. He is, he is appealing to the casual fan. He is marketable. The man has not fought, aside from Chito Vera, has not fought any really good competition and people love him, and that that's how you know you're exciting. When you know it's kind of like when Conor McGregor was fighting Dennis Seaver, like people were tuning in not for Dennis Seaver, but just to see Conor McGregor. That's the kind of personality Sean O'Malley has, and Sean O'Malley is is uh, very good. Um, I am just tired of the UFC spoon feeding this guy. Like I understand he's young, but. And, and that division is full of killers. It's a really good division. But eventually, he's going to have to, you know, they should have run back. I mean, I guess they couldn't have done this. But, like, 
Ricky Simone wanted to fight apparently, and then he all of a sudden couldn't make the weight. Like I'm not saying it's all Sean O'Malley's fault. I feel like all these people want to fight him, and then all of a sudden they back out. Um, so uh, listen, I, I think that people, I don't know if they're scared, but Sean O'Malley is a tough matchup for most people due to his size in that division. But eventually the UFC has got to start booking this guy some tougher fights. I mean, like, listen, I know the casual fan loves the knockout and yeah, it's great. It's exciting. I'm going to sit here and go, Oh my God, that was insane. All that stuff. But he's obviously better than these guys he's fighting. It's time for him to start fighting the top 15 um, and, and get, you know, start making a name for himself on good, uh, better opponents. I'm not going to say, I'm not going to say his opponents are terrible, but better opponents. Um, so I, I'm kind of out on this fight. I think it's, it's an easy walk in the park for Sean O'Malley. I don't think it's going to be a tough test whatsoever. This dude has four losses on the regional scene. He's making his UFC debut. Um, I don't believe he's, uh, if I look, I'm going to look on tapology really quick. So the guy, the guy's lost to Tony Gravely, who's good but not a world beater. I don't know who Johnny Campbell is. He's two and two in his last four. Um, so for me, I, I don't know. I think Sean O'Malley is going to absolutely just walk through this man. Uh, also, he got TKO'd by Tony Gravely as well, which Tony Gravely is a wrestler. So I'm going Sean O'Malley in this fight. I would not be surprised. Round one knockout. Um, I'd probably lean more towards round two only because Sean O'Malley kind of tends to, I think he loves to be in the octagon. So he kind of draws the fight out longer than it really needs to go. Um, so, but I'll go Sean O'Malley. I'm going to go by, by finish by knockout, easy money. Uh, and it's, there's no, going to be no reason to bet it unless you parlay it because it's going to be minus money. He's already a minus 800 favorite in this fight. Um, and, Normally, I would say put money on the underdog when it's that crazy, but I'm not a betting guy. I don't know shit about betting. I just know this guy is not going to beat Sean O'Malley unless somehow there's some injury or some shit that happens. So I'm going Sean O'Malley knockout, probably round one, but I could see it going down in round two. Uh, yeah, I'm right there with you. I think the only way Chris with a K wins this one is TKO by calf cramp. Um, he's just going to end up another tally for O'Malley. So I'm going O'Malley knockout as well. Yeah. Uh, be interesting to see what color his hair is. It's blonde right now. He hasn't. Uh, Dude looks like a clown. Yeah. Uh, listen, I'll, I'll get back on the O'Malley. I'm not off the O'Malley train. I'll get back on it like completely once he starts knocking guys out in the top 15. Like I want to see him and Chito Vera fight again. Uh, that there was just so many unanswered questions in that fight when the when the leg injury happened. Um, next fight, Irene Aldana versus Yana Kunitskaya. I love when Kunitskaya fights because I love pronouncing her name. Kunitskaya coming off a pretty good decision win over Ketlin Vieira. She also uh, beat Juja Stoliarenko. Uh, her only loss as of late was to Aspen Ladd and Chris Cyborg both of which you cannot uh, hang your hat on because both are really good, especially Chris Cyborg. She is fighting Irene Aldana, who is coming off a loss to Holly Holm, which, again, can't hang your hat on that. Holly Holm is a savage. Um, she also beat Ketlin Vieira via knockout left hook, Tapology says. Um, this is a tough fight, and the, the odds kind of say it as well. Um it's plus 100 for Kunitskaya, minus 120 for Irene Aldana. Um, 
what am I doing here on the computer? I'm messing up here. Um, so this fight, it, this is a tough one to choose, in my opinion. Uh, I think this is almost more of a pick em. Um, I'm going to go out on a limb. I'm just going to say Irene Aldana by decision. Both these women tend to go to decision quite a bit. Nothing, ne- neither one of them really seem to specialize in anything, really. Um, lots of decisions, split decisions. Uh, I think that Aldana might have a, a little bit of an advantage on the feet. So I'm going to go decision by for Irene Aldana. Uh, 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 uh. Yeah, I don't really have much for this one. Um, Kunitskaya, don't make me a liar. Just come in there and throw the papaya. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, maybe maybe Aldana comes in like Hurricane. Hurricane, jeez, Hurricane Irene. We're just going to get through this one now. I'm picking Kunitskaya decision. All right, so we're split on that one. Could go either way. I will leave that one out of all of my bets because I have no goddamn idea how I see it going. Next fight. I'm excited for this one. Bam, bam. Tied to Ivasa, my man, versus one of my most favorite fighters in Tied to Ivasa versus my least favorite fighter of all time in Greg Hardy. Like, this is Tied to Ivasa, the most the dude's personality. Like I wish if I had that personality, this podcast would be through the moon. I can tell you right now. And that accent, because he's got a great accent. Um, he's hilarious. I would, I would love to, if I could choose one fighter to be on the show and it, not for view purposes, but like just to talk to, it'd be tied to Avasa. Um, he's just a crazy individual and has insane power. And he's going up against Greg Hardy, who also has insane power. Um, this is the thing with this fight and it kind of scares me a little bit and the odds kind of show it. It's almost closer than you would think, or it's close. It's close because both of these guys are similar. They literally can only box. That's all they're going to do. They're going to just throw power and it's going to be the first one to connect. And the other thing is, so Greg Hardy has lost basically because well, one, he's on it. He's not a mixed martial artist, but he has no stand, like no cardio at all. So normally, like he'll come out round one, go balls to the wall, but then round two, he's shot. He has nothing left. So the thing is, Taitu Avasa is fairly similar to that. Like it's the same thing. He's gonna get tired, and if he, you know, he's gonna lose. Now, this is the thing. He beats guys that are typically strikers like Sergey Spivak. He's lost to cause he's a wrestler. Even I guess not so much cause he's a boxer, but I mean, he was tied to Voss has been in there with Arlovsky, which I don't hate. Um, but he hasn't really ha- he doesn't have a ton of big names and neither does Greg Hardy. It's a tough fight to really pick because they are so similar. I hate Greg Hardy. I cannot stand the man. He's not good at all. Um, you, you saw it, his two wins, Jorgen De Castro, Maurice Green, both guys aren't even in the UFC anymore. Juan Adams. So he's beaten Juan Adams, Jorgen De Castro and Maurice Green. Oh, and I guess Ben Sassoli because of the, because of the inhaler. All of those guys aren't even in the UFC anymore. They're all gone. Um, I don't think Alan Crowder is either. His losses, his losses are to Alexander Volkov which he went the decision to, which is kind of impressive, and Marcin Tabora. So whenever he fights a good good fighter, like someone who's well-rounded, he loses. I'm not going to say Tai Tuivasa is well-rounded, but he's been around longer. 
I love the guy. I want to see him win, so he does a shoey. I'm going tied to Ivasa, and I'm going to go knockout. Uh, yeah, I think Hardy will leave this party due to a shardy. Tie my guy to Ivasa is going to send him back to his casa. Uh, I'll go tie uh, knockout as well. Yeah, let's hope that fight goes to knockout because if it goes to decision, it's going to be freaking boring. Round one will be fireworks, and everything after that will be nothing but slop. So we don't want to see it go to decision. That needs to go. That needs to go to end in like the first round. Um, next fight, and this is the one everyone is circling outside of Connor and Dustin. This fight has so many implications. It is insane. Um, I am so stoked for this fight because it's it's we don't see Stephen Wonderboy Thompson a lot. The guy is older now. I think he's like 38. He's at the tail end of his career. Only 21 fights. The guy does not fight a lot. I mean, you're 38, only 21 fights. There's guys that are 21, 22 years old with more fights than that. Um, you know, he doesn't fight as often anymore, and he's fighting Gilbert Burns, who was on a tear and his most recent loss was for the belt against Kamara Usman, where he got knocked out. I love this fight and I love both fighters. So it is so hard to choose a winner. Um, it's going to be, t- it's going to be so good. Cause you got Gilbert Burns who packs the power. He's really good on the ground. He's a good wrestler, but you got the guy who neutralizes all of that in Steven Thompson because of the way he fights the, the most unique style in MMA, as far as, the karate style. He is the traditional karate style fighter. Um, you know, he's got that side stance. He throws the body kicks to keep you away. Really good at getting in, jabbing, throwing a couple punches and getting out. A lot of people think that if anyone was going to beat Kamaru Usman, if anyone was going to beat him, it's going to be Steven Thompson because of the fight style. Steven Thompson is not a guy that's going to finish people. Really? He, he's a guy that will just out cardio you. He's not going to get tired. He will out-cardio you and will beat you by decision. I'm not calling for a knockout here at all. Gilbert Burns has a great chin. I know he lost by knockout to Kamar Usman, but Kamar Usman is a savage. Um, and look, Tyron Woodley was the hot shit at the time, and there was a draw. He, he lost via draw, and then there was the majority decision, which both super controversial. He's got wins over Rory McDonald, and I'm speaking of, uh, of, of uh, Wonderboy here. His only losses, Tyron Woodley, Darren Till, Anthony Pettis. Absolutely crazy, those losses. I mean, the, and the Anthony Pettis loss, almost like flash in the pan, wouldn't happen again. It was the Superman punch off the cage. And he's he beat Vicente Luque, who's on a hot streak, and Jeff Neal. He's got really good opponents. But then you flip it over to Gilbert Burns, and Gilbert Burns, I mean, all right, so I'm looking at grappling bout here. That doesn't count. Lost to Kamara Usman beat Woodley Maya. And then that's really it since he's moved up in weight. So that's what I, what I feel like. I feel like because of that, I just feel like wonder boy does have the advantage here. Um, I don't know if it'll be, I don't know if it's going to be a, a super exciting fight. This is the only thing that worries me. Steven Thompson's older. The chin can be a little bit weaker. He did get knocked out by Pettis, but he did get hit a couple times against Neil and Luke Gay and survive totally fine. He, you know, the one that Pettis landed just it caught him right. Um, he hasn't taken much damage over his career, and I think because of that, at 38, he's still super durable. I'm gonna go Stephen Thompson, um, and I'm gonna go by decision. I won't be upset either way this goes. I want Stephen Thompson to win because I want him to fight for the belt. 
that's the last guy really for Kamara Usman. That, that he's fought everyone else. So I really want to see Stephen Thompson fight him because or win this fight so that he can fight him so that we know we're going to get that fight next. So I'm leaning towards Stephen Thompson. Uh, I think that he'll be able to keep this fight at distance, work in and out, put on another masterful striking performance, and get the W. Uh, I'm going to go decision for Stephen Thompson. Um, I just I can't get on the PH train. If your name is Steven, it's got to be a V. I, like growing up, what, what did what did people call him? Like Stephen. for a nickname, Steve? That's stupid. So I just I think Gilbert's got a fire that burns deep. So I'm going Gilby TKO. All right, yeah. I mean, I will say you get older, you know, it's it's all about the chin. But the other thing is like Gilbert Burns can wrestle and has great jujitsu. It's just can he really get him down? Stephen Wonderboy is so agile in the cage. It's I don't know if it's going to be exciting for us fans. It's going to be exciting because you don't know what's going to happen, but. I feel like for some, if you're watching it, maybe it's not the best co-main event. Uh, but for me, I think it's a great co-main event with insane implications for Stephen Thompson and Gilbert Burns. So that fight leads us in to the main event of the evening. Dustin Poirier, Conor McGregor 3. Conor McGregor now a plus 105 underdog. I don't know when the last time he was an underdog was. Um, so that's pretty pretty uh crazy to think about um but i agree with the odds guys I, people are still saying connor connor connor's gonna come back motivated they say the same thing every single time connor mcgregor fights and i'm sorry look at the recency but like if you go by recency bias which i am all for dustin poirier his only loss out of his last one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine out of his nine fights, he's eight and one. He lost to Khabib. That's it. Flip this, and that includes wins over McGregor, Dan Hooker, Max Holloway, Eddie Alvarez, Justin Gaethje, Anthony Pettis. He's run the gamut. He's beat them all. And then you go to Conor McGregor. Conor McGregor was on fire for how long? Then he loses to Nate Diaz, beats Nate Diaz, beats Eddie Alvarez, loses to Khabib, then loses, beats Donald Cerrone and over the hill Donald Cerrone, and then beats Dustin Poirier. Conor loses, loses to sorry loses to Dustin Poirier. I'm not saying Conor McGregor is a slouch. Like Conor McGregor, he can still strike, he can still do those things. He got up from the takedown from Dustin. It's just, it's two things. Dustin has stayed active for years. He's never taken long layoffs. He's stayed active. He's He's been chasing these fights forever. He's still hungry when he's fighting. You know, he's talked about retirement and stuff, but you can tell, you can just see the difference in their eyes. Like he's, he is so motivated. Maybe not after the fight's over, he talks retirement. And then it's like, it brings, something brings him back and he's motivated. It's very hard to be Conor McGregor and be motivated. The guy makes so much money. All right, so much money on things outside of fighting. He fought once last year, maybe twice. I think it was one time he fought Cowboy. He was the highest paid athlete in combat sports. The highest paid athlete, 185 million he made last year. He he fought once. Then this year he fought. This will be his second fight. I like that, you know, I like that Connor's not taking a longer layoff. I think that it would have only hurt him. Um, it's just for me, when you make that kind of money and you've, you know, 
you can just see the difference. When Connor was young, he was hungry. He came from nothing. There, there's just a different fire that that burns that that makes you want to compete. And yeah, maybe he can go ride the bike for miles, and he can do, go do all those things. But there's a big difference when you are almost probably a billionaire at this point. And why get punched in the face? Like there's just no like it's different when you step in the octagon to get punched in the face than train. You know, they're two totally different things. I see it going fairly similar to the second fight. Um, I know I chose Connor last time, but everyone's like, it doesn't sound like you're choosing Connor. It sounds like you're choosing Dustin. I my gut was telling me Dustin, but my you know I didn't follow my gut for some reason. I chose Connor. I can't I can't go away from my gut this time. I, I think Dustin's gonna knock him out again. I think if the U, the UFC is gonna be hurting if Connor McGregor loses by knockout again. The only match matchup they really got is like Connor versus Jorge, or they could do you know he could fight Floyd again, but like the Jake Paul, like all that stuff is thrown out the window. Connor McGregor's name is not gonna be, or they could do the Nate Diaz fight. Again, the third one, his name, listen, his fan base is so big. He'll always bring in money. But if you're a true MMA fan and follower, his name is not going to mean as much if you beat him or if, if he loses his fight and he loses the way that he did. Um, you know, I just don't know. Like if you're not in it to win for the, win the belt or, or chase the belt, then what are you in it for? I think Dustin secretly still wants to fight for the belt. I think he has no issues fighting Charles Oliveira after this. Conor McGregor, on the other hand, I think it's still all about money for him. I don't know how I see him really winning this fight. Dustin just seems like to be the better fighter, the better all-around fighter. I'm going Dustin Poirier again. I'm going to go by TKO again. I think that he, I think he knocks him out again. And I, I listen. I love Conor. He was great for the sport. The sport has evolved, and Conor to me seems to be the same fighter. So I'm going Dustin Poirier. I'm going to try something different. I'm going to try and do a competent analyzation of this one. Okay. Um, I think this fight entirely depends on what Conor McGregor did to train. If Because like you said, the, the last couple of years, it's been all about money. He did the Floyd Mayweather boxing bout, made a boatload of money, started his whiskey company. Did he sell that? I think he sold his shares, but he made so much money off of that. Yeah, so I mean, the last couple of years, he's he's all about the money. Comes back, loses to Dustin, and he didn't. He looked he looked good in the first round. The second round came out, and we all know what happened. So I think it entirely depends on how he trained. If he's in the mindset of I need to come out here and win, or if he's just still in the mindset of I'm just here to make money, because I feel like we like McGregor's been like a tale of two cities, right? You had the, the up-and-coming McGregor who was hungry to fight, hungry to make his put his name out there. Well, now his name's out there. He's made the money. So, like, is he just coming back to make more money, or is he coming back to win? And I don't know. Um, he's also been with Kavanaugh for his whole career, his coach. And it's just he's been the same fighter. He's never he's never evolved. Like, he he's never got – like, it's, but, he's the same fighter he's been forever. But the thing is – Apart There's from apart ring from rust, ring rust, like you don't. Well, yeah, that. But apart from fighting Khabib, who's the the goat, right? Yeah. Who who was really there to really challenge him? I mean, Nate. Yeah, he lost to Nate. I mean, Aldo and was he, a big win, but that you know, Aldo was a big win. Nate Diaz was a big win, but 
I mean, Max Holloway was good. I mean, he, he beat Dustin once, but yeah, I mean, I kind of agree. I mean, Chad Mendez was a big name. The thing yeah, is, he, he went on a crazy run so quick, but now like the game, it still has it. But there, there's a reason he did. It's because he had the fire. He had the hunger. Mm -hmm. He's probably the the best counter striker. Oh. It's up there. Like he's, yes. he's a very solid counter striker. Like the, the guy knows how to fight. Yeah. I just think the last couple of years he's just been more in money making mode than fighting mode. So I think it all depends on on do we get fighting McGregor or do we get money McGregor? So I, I don't know if we will. So I'm I'm with you. I think I think I'm gonna take Dustin on this one as well. Knockout. Um I'll go decision. I think if it I think the knockout happens later this time. I think you know, I don't know if Connor's chin is that bad. I think he got clipped pretty good, um, but I think it'll go later, maybe fourth round. But Dustin's got better cardio. I still think Connor always is known to hit that wall in the third, fourth round. If that happens, he's screwed. Um, also, like he he talked so much shit about Dustin taking him down. Like it's MMA, man. Like that's the way it goes. That's that's and, part of the game. And like, he needs to defend the leg kicks this time. Yeah, that, but that's that. what I mean. Like he's he's been the same fighter forever, and all the fighters have caught up to him, evolved around him. Got no like it's easy to game plan for a guy that you know is just gonna strike, and that's it. Um, I don't know, man. I just I and for the sport, it's almost better if Connor wins. I feel like because there's so many great fights that could happen if it's the old Connor, and Dustin has made it known that he's basically he's a couple fights away from retiring. Like this could be his last fight. Maybe he fights for the belt, wins the belt and retires. I mean, it's really up in the air with him, but the same thing for Connor too. It's up in the air. Cause he could win tomorrow and say, I'm done. I don't feel like doing this anymore. Like it's, it's very weird. It's a great fight. I think stylistically, I think he'll keep coming back every now and then. Just, yeah. Just to get the money. Yeah, I agree. Like he, he, there's always going to be fights there. there. There's already fights being talked about like the Nate three fight. Um, you know, Floyd Mayweather. That if, if he loses, I don't think we see him next year. There's a good chance. No, you got to let, the, I think if he loses, you got like a year for people to kind of forget what happened. Mm -hmm. And then maybe like after a year, he can start chirping again. If, I've if gotten wins, better. I've been training all that shit that he says every time mm -hmm. he loses. If he wins, I think we, you'll see him once or twice next year. And then, I think if he wins, we'll see him at the end of this year. You think so? I think that he'll fight. Well, Cause I think, know. I think the Charles Oliveira fight, would make sense kind of for, for both of them. Charles Oliveira, I think a lot of people are, I know he's not that marketable because he doesn't speak English and Dana White hates that, but I think his fight style and it would be a little bit marketable uh, for that. And that division just doesn't really have issues with selling fights. So I think it would be, be a really good, good fight, but that's going to do it guys. That was Zach and Carrie's uh, UFC 264 breakdown. Um, if you liked what you heard, yeah, I think it did too. It was a quick show, 43, 43 minutes. Uh, not too bad. If you liked what you heard, guys, please hit that subscribe button. We really appreciate all the love and support that you guys give us on YouTube. Comment, what do you think is going to happen for UFC 264? Also want to give a quick shout out and thank you to our sponsor, Sheath Underwear. You can't see their logo here because our screen is black, so I'll have to figure something out with that. But they're great. Go to sheathunderwear.com, use promo code coffee and KOs, get 20% off your entire purchase. I promise you will not be disappointed. We are halfway through summer. Carrie and I golfed 36 holes the other day with our sheath underwear on. No chafing in sight whatsoever. Greatest underwear you could ever have. Have a great week, everyone. Enjoy 
UFC 264. I'm going to try to live stream during the event if I get back in time. And we will see you on the other side of UFC 264, recapping everything that happened. Enjoy the week, everyone, and be safe.